I got friends in low places where the whiskey sign is those days there. I thought it was ambitious when you went for the second line. But as always, you are listening to Bandwagons. to tell me that wasn't Garth Brooks just singing Garth Brooks even <laughs> Garth, Garth, Garth Brooks singular Garth Brook, yeah just one of them can I get one Garth Brooks please um, welcome back to Bandwagons uh, thanks so much for joining us as always we're here to tell you about a topic that'll be coming up very soon let's, let's, <laughs> let's, let's nobody asked the, for nobody asked for it was so funny posting this on the close friends and everyone just being like no because we'd ask because obviously me and Bree don't like don't listen to Garth um and every well some people were either like actually that's not fair like two people were like and we'll read the messages but they were like yeah we we like um blah blah it was like a family thing or it's like a country music thing and then it was either that it was split into thirds it was people actually liked him and then the other section of people were they didn't they don't know they don't like Garth they don't know why people like Garth but they know people who like Garth so they yeah, would talk to them me. about it yeah and then um, we had the people who were like blocked and reported. I can't believe you're doing this as an episode. We had to. This is the epitome of a bandwagon. It's coming back again. Yeah. Can you believe it? I can't believe he has this country in a chokehold for the second time in a decade. I um, think we I think we missed like I think Garth Brooks to our age group kind of only became a thing when he tried to play Crow Park a couple of years ago. Yeah. I don't 100%. think he was really like I. I was so surprised by how much of a thing he was at that time. Now, so, uh, upon researching, it is very evident why he's such a thing and why he was and why it was such a big deal for a specific generation. But like, paint the picture: we were in college, first year of college. I think we were in. No, it was, was twenty fourteen. Yeah, actually, it was because I. But I did it for my PR assignment. But I think that was final year. But I think it had all passed at that point. God, that's a genius fucking PR assignment. I mean, every time I try to remember what my PR assignment was, I just want to bash my head in because I just can't remember. And it's really annoying. Check your emails. Um, oh, who could be bothered in that? I actually should do that. Well, don't bash um, your head in before you check your emails. <laughs> true, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is me the minute WhatsApp went down, just like, ah, straight to the fire. No, I was going to say, like, the mainframe is down, guys. This is the end. I say that a lot, um, but this is it. Uh, no sorry what was I saying I remember like good little daughter me getting up early waking up to get them on Ticketmaster for my parents Um, not as like a present or anything but just you know the demand I, this wasn't for the first night I think it was like maybe for the second second or third date at this point yeah Um, got the tickets and sure then everything else happened and it was I think my sister and her husband to be at the time not even actually wasn't even fiance at that point Moss unlucky um they had tickets um oh our friend own Luke was gonna go of course he was he's a big bugger like so and he loves concerts he just loves he loves loves concerts country music of course only Luke is there something he could tap his foot to absolutely really sorry really sorry (laughs) he doesn't listen Um, Oh, well, someone's going to send him this and he's yeah. probably going to be mad. Um, but Especially yeah, other than that, I'm going to be honest. Now, with that said, if someone had turned around and given me a free ticket at that point, and it, if it had gone ahead, obviously we're talking ifs, buts, kind of nuts here, I probably would have gotten because like, it, he just seems like one of those artists that even if you only know a few songs, and I think with the connection that he had to like the, Ireland in general I think it would have been a laugh now obviously yeah. it didn't happen we don't have to talk about 2014 we know what happened and we have we're going we to be talking we don't have to talk about 2014 what are, okay okay we're going to talk about it with an actual journalist yeah what do we have if we don't have that and um, they're going to update us on what's happening now because obviously the reason why we're talking about this again this would have guys this would have been resigned to a Patreon episode and we would have inflicted this on the poor people who paid money but then Garth Brooks turned around the pandemic is nearing an end, fingers crossed. And Garth Brooks was like, Kim Kardashian coming out of the hedge being like, it's Cork Park free. It's Cork Park free again for five nights. And apparently yeah. it's going to happen. Five nights in Cork Park? No. 
Now, no. this is where our guest is going to come in and help us decide fact from fiction because I'm I'm hearing and reading completely opposing things. So obviously, what I know is that Aiken they are promoting the concert or whatever. I thought Aiken were gone. No, they're still a thing. Okay. They're still a thing. They just... Anyway. Moving um, <laughs> swiftly along. Um, they, they're organising concert. And whoever else is involved, it's like concert organisers. And obviously, there's a couple of different residential groups, I suppose, for like people living in the surrounding areas. I or haven't whatever. seen a bob of it in Drumcondra Social. Oh, t- talk to me about what's going on in Drum Contra no, Social. No, I haven't seen a bob of it in Drum Contra Social. I'd be no, surprised now. Drum Contra Social? What are you talking oh. about? Oh, it's just like a Facebook group for people who live in or around Drum Contra. And like, we just, like, we just all joined it. You don't, um, you, are, you are very no, far away from Drum Contra. In, no, like, I'm not very far away. It's like a little bit of a walk. I think you're too far away to be in Drum Contra Social, to be it's honest. It's funny. It's funny. It's people bought, selling stuff and like helping each other out. Like the community spirit in that Facebook group is honestly like nothing else I've ever seen. In, in fair, what am I talking about? I'm still fully in the, a, a Glass and Evan WhatsApp group. I just yeah. can't leave because yeah. that, that is full to the brim with drama. I'm not yeah. disclosing anything because GDPR, but oh, Juicy. Don't ever leave the WhatsApps. Just archive them. Trust me. They're good for a laugh of a hungover weekend. Anyway, you haven't heard you haven't heard anything about it in Drunk Andrew Social. Interesting. Okay. No, no. I'm surprised now. But I'll I might go back and have a look. Okay. Um, I'm reading it. Okay. So the state of play is Ed Sheeran has two nights, right? Yeah. In so the, the limit minutes. is five a year or something, isn't it? The limit is five, but not as far as I'm aware, one artist can't do, do them all in a row. And they can't do them all in a row. And apparently that was the issue the last time as well was that apparently, again, hopefully we'll get into this a bit more later on. Apparently Garth was offered. So it was like the three nights, whatever. Then he he wanted to do five. Garth was offered to do like a matinee and an evening show to like make up so that he got like five concerts, but they didn't take place over five days. Yeah. And he said no, apparently, allegedly, yeah. allegedly, allegedly. So that's when people were like, it was all about the money for you. You actually don't really give a fuck about your Irish fans. Like it was it was money and it was ego. Like he, that it was like he wanted but to be the first the- person to do five. Oh, he wanted okay. to make the most amount of money out of it. Which like I do get and maybe I care less because I'm not a hardcore fan, but I can imagine all I think about is the branded like 2014 Stetsons. I think of them. Oh, yeah. I think of them decomposing or not decomposing because they're full of microplastics probably somewhere in a warehouse and how some lad is just waiting to burst open the door and he's going to Diamante on 2021 somehow. Yeah. Or 2022. Sorry, this year, obviously. Yeah, literally. Um, um, I was talking to Mark about it recently and he has a theory that like Garth Brooks is a psychopath. Okay. Total, complete, and total, complete and total psychopath. Um, so there's a couple of things. So okay. he seems to just enjoy the drama and the fame too much. Like a bit of a like, do you know when people just like sit back smirking? Like I feel like during the whole Crow Park controversy he was sitting back smirking. A little bit. I got that vibe. Secondly, apparently Mark said he just says a lot of things that he thinks people want to hear. And in an interview about his wife, he was like, what do you like about your wife? And he was like, oh, she's just so beautiful and she smells so good. And the interview was I like, was going to say, sorry, I actually have another interview where he, I don't know if this is the same interview, but I picked that up in an interview that I read with him. He weird. just bullshit that he thinks. her scent. Yes. He was like, she smells good. And the interview was like, oh, she smells like, what does she smell like? And he's, I think he said something like, she smells like I can do anything. <laughs> which makes no sense. And then thirdly, which I think we should get into later, because we have guests now, but uh, is the whole Chris Gaines scenario. Oh God, yeah, we have to talk about that. Sorry, I'd come at you forgotten about that. Like, so if that's a sociopath or a psychopath, I don't know what is. Let's go right back to the beginning though, before we bring in our guests. So he's obviously a country music artist, um, potentially one of the most, actually there's no potentially about it. He is the... He is one of, if the, if not the most successful country music artist in the world. Um, in 2015, he actually surpassed Elvis Presley oh, wow. as the sole artist to sell the most albums in the United States. Um, he, but he's like still a go bit below the Beatles, apparently. Um, oh. so I'm not great. Yeah. Um, he is originally from Oklahoma, as far as I'm aware. 
Um, he was the youngest of six kids. Um, his mom did not want him to get into music. Um, begged him. Uh, he went for the Marines because his dad was a Marine. Um, and his dad, when he told his dad, his dad was like, Garth, you don't want to do that. Um, so then he started playing local bars while he was in college doing other things. Then he moved from Oklahoma to Nashville, obviously the home of country music. And he kind of got a bit of a land when he got there. He thought it was going to be very like stereotypical country. He says himself, like he was like, uh, I go to Nashville thinking everything's going to be straw hats and gooseneck trailers, right? And everything's suit, suit and ties. It's a business. I'm not ready for that. He got married to his college sweetheart, Sandy Mall. They started a band together. Um, when he he took another trip to Nashville and he landed a record deal in less than a year after a second trip. Um, his first record went gold. His career took off. Um, and But he said from the off, he kind of didn't handle fame well. Um, he said it was like what the nation was watching you grow up. He was making decisions and he says he looks back on a lot of them and says, man, I wish I could take that one back. Um, and that's pretty much what inspired one of his biggest hits, 1989's The Dance. Yes, that's my favourite, I think. Uh, that was written by Tony Arata. Um, it's the 10th and final track from his self-titled debut album. Garth's not Tony. Sorry, Tony. Um, he told Patrick Keelty in a 2015 interview that... Where is he like, now? Married to Cat Dealey having the time of his life. Oh. Um, he credits that song with much of his success. Um, it's a song with double meaning. Uh, it's a love song about the end of a passionate relationship because obviously that marriage that I mentioned previously was um, failing at this time and they were breaking up. Um, and it's also a story of someone dying because of something he believes in after a moment of glory. Um, it reached number one on the Billboard Hot Country songs and remained there for three consecutive weeks until it was knocked off by Good Times uh, by Dan Seals. Um, it was named Song of the Year and Video of the Year by the Academy of Country Music in 1990. It was awarded the number 14 position in the CMT 100 Greatest Songs of Country Music, broadcast in 2003. Uh, in, in a 1984 Playboy interview, Brooke said, unless I'm totally surprised, the dance would be the greatest success as a song we will ever do. I'll go to my grave with the dance. It will probably be my favourite song. Um, he uh, did, he performed the dance on the final episode of The Tonight Show with Jay Leno on NBC. And he was actually, Garth himself was just put into the Kennedy Center for their for his contribution to American culture. And at the ceremony, our fave, Kelly Clarkson, did a cover of it. Oh, yes. I said and that Garth was, was bawling. I said that was um, class. I, I can't find any videos of it, but it's very annoying. Um, so by 1999, right? So when had he released, so he had released this album like whatever yeah we'll say this year or the, the year before he had sold drum roll sorry I just lost my place he sold over 100 million albums Jesus like the numbers back in the day when you had to buy physical things were just fucking crazy Um, his marriage wasn't great obviously as I mentioned so he kind of stepped away from music for a while he said once children come into the mix children take the lead um, so even though Sandy and I were, n- were not going to be able to complete our marriage, I thought that was a funny quote, we still had yeah. our children to raise. Um, the country music audience is giving you everything. Now you just simply ask them, I'm going to go home and raise my babies. Um, and then obviously he came back. He's probably one of, like if you're ever to talk about comebacks, I think a lot of other names get thrown around. And I think maybe he's forgotten because he's not necessarily as mainstream. But like he came back after 14 years to the biggest reset like like just massively embraced and if you even think about that return that excitement for that initial croke park thing that never happened yeah like it's just crazy he went on to marry trisha yearwood they're still together um this kind of seems like the start of his second maybe third wind he only accepted this kennedy center thing this year and at the when he was accepting it, he made a bold promise that this is going to start making what we've done hopefully look small. You wake up in the morning, you're breathing, then God's got a plan for you. What are you going to do with it? Are you going to be a warrior? Are you going to be a retired guy? So that's your question every morning. It's a, they're the only options, retired or warrior. They're the only options. Oh, I know. They're the I'm only thinking. options. <laughs> um, before we get into more him as an artist and everything else, I think we need to bring in um, the my friend... 
Virgin Media News journalist Paul Quinn. Uh, we worked together once upon a time and he is covering the beat now. And I want to know the sus. I want to know if these five nights are going to happen. Um, and I want to know what the locals are saying. So I'm going to bring him in. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoy. We are delighted to be joined by Virgin Media News reporter, Paul Quinn, my old pal, um, to talk about what the hell is going on with these next concerts, if they are going to happen. Paul, you're very welcome to Bandwagons. Thanks. It's an honour to be asked. Thanks for having me. Oh, an honour to have you. Um, Okay. What's the sauce? Like, you've been out in the streets. You've been talking to people. Are they going to happen? What's the general consensus with the community around Crow Park now? I think they will happen. Like we broke this story maybe three, four weeks ago now. Um, and we had a couple of sources and we had to do a little bit of work, but we were happy, you know, to run the story. We were happy that, you know, it was going to happen. And this, well, the plans were at an advanced stage that he was going to play five nights over two weekends in September. So as things stand, uh, you know, people will probably be aware after the whole tobacco last time that there is, Crow Park are allowed to hold three concerts every year. That's what they have planning permission for. So mm-hmm. they're allowed to have the three concerts. So they went to Dublin uh, City Council. They said, look, we want to have three concerts, the 9th, 10th, 11th of September. They're like, yep, yeah, no problem. That's when your three dates are. They can always apply for licenses to have more dates. And I think that's where people are a bit confused because even now people will say, you know, when we reported, you know, that he wants to play five, they're like, but only three is allowed. But three is allowed under planning but you can apply for licenses for as many more as you want. So they got the two gigs in April. They applied for a license for those. They got the green light and that's Ed Sheeran on the 23rd, 24th. And they've now applied for a license for another two in September, the weekend after the three. So that'll tally up with what we were reporting a number of weeks ago, that the five, the decision on that won't be made probably till the end of October Uh, early November so it's currently with the council and people I think have until the 12th of this month to make submissions one way or the other and it's kind of funny it's really divided opinion when we when we broke the story on Virgin Media News I don't like we knew it'd be a big story but like literally within 20 minutes it was up on every you know newspaper had it up online radio stations it was in the bulletins it just, and it, I think it, it took an awful lot of people back to 2014. Whether you love them or hate them, whether you hate them, secretly love them, whether you love them, you wouldn't go to his concert. I mean, yeah, it's it's been a little bit mad. As things stand, they have the plan for three. They're looking for another two. But like, they're, they're definitely keen to get him back. And they're definitely keen to get him back for those five nights. And I think that's because the five shows in 2014 just, ended up not happening that they really want to get you know really want to get them back so yeah look as things stand depending if they get the go-ahead for the next two then he'll definitely be coming then the question mark is will he come for three if he's not getting the five will he come for the three in september and then you know who knows that's that's kind of still up in the air but yeah it's looking good as things stand what was the general consensus from residents because I again like I was reading things and I was hearing other things from other people and then you don't you don't know what's what Mm -hmm. I had heard that like the biggest difference for people this year or kind of residents kind of being more up for the five and having less issues was that obviously we've just come out of lockdown it would be great for the area like money that they kind of wouldn't mind it as a once off and maybe then next year it would be reviewed again blah 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 what were you hearing from people like what's what's the general consensus look it was definitely mixed um the meeting that was held um last thursday was invite only so no media were allowed inside so we were just talking to residents as they were going in and talking to them as they were coming out. And it's definitely mixed. You have a, a residents association who are, you know, in the area and they're very much opposed to any more than three concerts. Uh, the spokesperson said when he came out, he's like, look, this would be like a nightclub with 80,000 people in it, plonking it in the middle of a residential area. Um, you know, and I'm sure it's easy for a lot of us who maybe don't live around Crow Park. Like I don't live too far from it, but it doesn't really directly impact me. It's not outside my street. So you'll have people that are 
definitely against it. And I think their main issues are around like security and enough toilets and, you know, that there's that they can get in and out of their homes. Like, you know, for, for even big matches and some of the residents talking to us saying like when they come out their door, you could have some fella or some girl literally peeing on the street outside their house. And I know that is disgusting, but that's the reality for like what they have to do. And they just, I suppose that's one of their concerns that there'd be enough uh, organizing around it. Then you have the others. Look, we've all had the worst two years of our lives and people are like, live and let live. Let's have a concert. You know, the residents, some of them were saying like, we have a barbecue out in the back garden and, you know, it's great fun and we don't mind how many concerts. And like when Ed Sheeran takes to the stage next April, that'll be the first concert in Crow Park in like 36 months. So like there hasn't been anything for such a long time. Each concert employs about three and a half thousand people worth around 24 million in extra spend into the local economy. So there's definitely, you know, pros and cons. You can see the point of local residents. Those are kind of opposed to it just you know, the amount of people in September will be coming off the back of the All-Irelands as well. Um, so, you know, it's it's really busy. But then we asked um, the stadium director in Crow Park, his name is Peter McKenna, and I just said to him, like, it's funny because Aiken Promotions or Crow Park, no one's ever officially confirmed the news that it is Garth Brooks because they're still just waiting to get everything. But I said to him, I was like, so what would it mean to have Garth Brooks back for five nights? And he was just like, look, just come out of COVID it'd be amazing it'd be like a way of us all just like you know having a good time celebrating obviously Crow Park want the gigs like it's it's good for them as well um but I think it would be yeah seven years on from 2014 if you got to play the five nights I think it'd be just you know for it'd be special whether you're a Garth Brooks fan or not um yeah I think but it's definitely mixed it's and and when you're having conversations with the residents, like the, the person that's saying, oh, my God, yeah, I can't wait. It'd be great for you there. You're totally buying into it. And then when the, the person is telling you about people peeing on their do- front door, you're like, oh, my God, you're right. Like, that's just ridiculous. So Crow Park have promised, you know, to, to have more engagement with residents. The residents weren't some of them not too happy because they've already, as things stand, got to go ahead for five, three in September and the two at Sharon. So it's more than the three, you know, that they had expected. So... Peter McKenna apparently told residents as well, like, look, it'll be seven next year and then, you know, we'll go back to kind of normal. But others will be saying, well, how do we know that's going to happen the following year? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine I, how fast those tickets, like as fast as they sold the last time, like I, you've sold it to me now, like I want to go see it and I had no interest <laughs> the last time. Well, you see, need to do seen, 10. This is mad. I've seen them. In, this is how old I am. I've seen him in 1997. My parents brought us. It was like 16, me and my brother. And I remember I had this old woeful green, black, Czech cowboy shirt. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and we were sit- we were in Crow Park. We were practically up on the roof. Like, you know, we were way back. And but it was one of the best concerts. And my, my dad always had his CD on in the car. So we knew all the words of the song. Like, we just kind of grew up with it. Um. And like, it was such a, it was a banging concert. Like, I mean, the man knows how to put on a show. Like he's, he's excellent. Um, and that's probably why he's still so successful and one of the biggest, if not the biggest, you know, selling uh, artists in, in the US. Um, but yeah, I, I seen him back in 1997. It's, and I definitely want to go and see him. Look, you're, there's so many fans out there, but it's funny. You, you mentioned there, like, would he sell out? And a lot of people were saying to me, not a hope he'll sell out. I think he'd sell out. No, I think one hundred percent. I yeah. think if you have you have those people who desperately wanted to go in twenty fourteen, still would like forgive and forget, whatever, blah blah blah. They're the people who might still be a little pissed off or whatever, but probably want closure from the whole thing yeah. and are just like, yeah. And then you've like said like probably me and Breed. I was saying this before we um, before you came on. I was saying like. He just kind of strikes me as one of those people who, like, I don't, I know the big hitters. Obviously, I don't know a lot of the back catalogues or whatever, well, but I think I'd go. I think yeah. I'd have a great time. Absolutely not. Breed was doing a good rendition of the dance now before you came on. <laughs> Stunning voice, she has. But um, my mom was at that 1997 concert as well, and she said, didn't know him, when, or I think she knew of him. Me and didn't your know mom. I point. love it. Me and your <laughs> mom there back in 97. But she said she was just, she said he had the place on wheels, and it was like, every Everyone was singing back and he seemed genuinely, he has such an affinity 
for the place. He seemed genuinely taken aback that they sang all the words back to him and it was like he couldn't believe it. Yeah, I definitely think he'd sell out and especially like he's so much more popular down the country as well, you know, and we we actually, um, the week, a couple of days after we broke the story, uh, one of his like biggest fans here, her name is uh, Mary Ryan and she he does a thing every Monday night where he does like a live Facebook thing and she tweeted him and was like, I heard in our news today that, you know, you're planning on coming back and all this. And he read out the tweet and he did a little piece to camera and he was like, you know, oh, I'm going to get in trouble. Like, am I coming? Am I not coming? And he kind of nodded yes and was like, mm, I don't know. What can I say? And it just <laughs> He loves the drama. In. Oh, he loves the drama. And then we had Mary on the news. We got her on the news <laughs> that evening. Like, and she was like, I can't believe he read my tweet. And like, she's a massive fan. Uh, and there are people, there are diehard super fans who just would go to him every night. And Mary was telling us back in 2014, like she queued out overnight to get tickets. Like we, I was looking back at, at footage that we shot. It was TV3 at the time. And just the, the queues and people sleeping out and the excitement and then the devastation. Yeah. Like when it didn't happen. And a lot of people were like, when he, when he, they were letting him have the three and not the five. And he said, no. It's five or nothing. A lot of people turned on him. Like mm. a lot of people were like, I'll never forget him. Never forget <laughs> that. Um, but then there'll be the other ones that have got over it. It's seven years. We have bigger problems in life. Yeah. <laughs> and when you got to a concert or not. Do you know what I mean? You got your money back, your grand. So, yeah. But that's what I was going to ask before we let you go. Like, is there any, I know you were saying it. What do you mean let me go? We're here for the night. <laughs> I was just going to say, though, is there any word from his camp in terms of like, are we going to have a thing of, is he going to turn around again? If whatever happens, if there's something where it's like the residents really push back or he's only given a certain number of nights again, but it's not five. Like, is there any whispers again that he's, because that's the thing, there's a lot of discussion around his his ego maybe or or like purely from a business perspective, if you want to go, of course you want to make as much money. Like, of course mm. you'd want to do the five nights. You know what I mean? But anyway, is there his, any whisperings from that side? No, nothing from his camp. Now, I know, and like, you know, that the promoters and everything are keeping really tight lipped because this this is big business. This is a lot of money. They need to have all their ducks in the row before they sign contracts and before all of that is done. So the, the two, the license for the two in September, as I said, like a decision due around the end of October, maybe early November. Um, and if they get, the go ahead well then obviously it's five nights but that's it's unclear like if they only get the three whether he'll come for the three and then you always have people i'm sure you've seen it like people are like oh well can't he come to cork and can't he come to tipperary and can't he come you know that there's other places than crow park or in dublin but like if you're spending so much money getting a set getting a stage in place in crow park it's not worth your while to have to take it down after a day you know down the M7 or whatever and like set it up again somewhere else. That's just not going to work. So that's why they kind of want to have it all. They have it all in place. Like, you know, Crow Park is geared up for concerts like that. So yeah, it'll be an interesting couple of weeks. Like we'll definitely be keeping on top of it, keeping a close eye on those decisions from, from Dublin city council. And the other thing that I'll be trying to do is not say Garrett, Garrett. Yeah. Yeah. Garrett. I, I think it might be a Sligo Garrett. thing. Because I know it's Gareth. And I, I I was like voicing a report in the office and they all kept saying to me, you're saying Gareth, Gareth. Like, no, I'm saying Gareth, 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 And then you sound like ridiculous. So I know when I, we broke the news that first evening, a lot of, like, while everyone was like, oh my God, he's coming back. Other people were like, you're not pronouncing his name right. Yeah. <laughs> you were just in the corner. Like, just all, my, just all my fans who like, point out, like can't speak properly. Um, leave Paul alone. That's what I say to the Twitter mob. Exactly. He's from Sligo. That's yeah. all. Um, actually, before I let you go, you, I was asking this again before we came on, but you were in Oz around the time of the first debacle working elsewhere or whatever. Yeah. What was it like watching that play out from Oz and like what like did uh, they sure. kind of hear anything or was it covered over there actually, in any kind I of way worked, or? I worked with ABC News in Sydney and they're the state broadcaster there and I actually think we covered it as in look how ridiculous everybody is back home were the daft Irish kind of thing <laughs> it was it was insane. like the, the Taoiseach of the day and Kenny Garth Brooks asked him to intervene 
to see if he could. I forgot that. Oh, my God. His son carry on with the Mexican ambassador, where he was dragged into it. Like, imagine the Mexican ambassador off, you know, going about his business, sorting out Mexico-Irish relations and being asked to intervene in like a concert. It just got to this. It was top news. It was like leading bulletins for weeks. It was the front page of newspapers. And I think since we broke this story this time around, that's kind of all come back and people are remembering it. Like, you know, we've seen it in Reeling in the Ears in the last, you know, in the new episode or the new episodes that aired there uh, a couple of months ago. And it's just bringing people back whether that's good or bad like ptsd as i was saying it's a bit like oh my god are we going through this again and you know some people were were um were on twitter being like i can't i physically mentally emotionally i cannot go through all of this round again yeah so if he pulls the yeah, plug again we're gonna look like such idiots i mean we're coming after him like, <laughs> we'll have to we'll have, we'll have no choice spade spade, all off to nashville hunting <laughs> them down so don't mess with us twice like once was bad enough yeah, but the Irish never forget. Yeah, no. truly, truly. Mm-hmm. Paul Quinn, Virgin Media news reporter. Thank you so much for joining us on Bandwagons. Hopefully, we have we'll have you on for something else, and maybe not part two of him pulling the plug. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, maybe have us back when we know the exact dates. So yeah. And sure if not, we'll we'll see you at the concerts. We'll all have yeah. ma- our matching green and black shirts. We'll be surely, surely we'll be like VIPs there as well. We're like, look, we practically got you to come back. So, yeah. you know, we should be grateful. We could do, like, we could do the dance with them. Maybe like yeah. a little duet or something. Yeah, that yeah. yeah. the big encore. Yeah. Yeah. The fans would appreciate that. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Paul, thank you so much. Much thanks, appreciated. Thanks. thanks so much for having me. So when I knew we were talking about Garth Brooks, there was only one person we had to get on. And it's one, I was going to say my best friend, but I don't want to insult Fanula. But it's one of my many best friends. It's fine. It's Anne, Annie Doily Burton. <laughs> I don't know which turn to go by. <laughs> Anne, Anne is the only person, Anne is the person who introduced me to Garth Brooks. Am I really? I know, like you've never. I had no idea who he was. It. No, well, like I know the songs, like I knew the songs from like weddings and stuff, but like mm. it was 2014 and you were like, Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks, Garth Brooks. I think that was like my first exposure to it. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> when did, well, when did you come to him, Anne? Um, like when did you think... moment? Um, so I think this is sort of third time around for me, really. Like the first time being like way back when, I can't remember being like a small child in my aunt's sitting room playing old Garth Brooks CDs with like those shitty, you know, like the Toy Master guitars. You probably don't remember them because you all had proper guitars because you're so me. <laughs> but um, these were like the, the worst guitars and like play action smashing them off the side of the couch because that's what he did on his, his big <laughs> arena tours then. And um, so that was sort of where it came from for me. And I, I don't really remember the defining moment as such it was just kind of always simmering there in the background and it's a real sense of nostalgia of playing with my cousins and having the crack with them and like pretending you're Garth Brooks and then when he came around last time 2014 I think Breed said um it just all came flooding back it was like I was obsessed as Breed said I was obsessed like two like drinks in and Anne was like I got friends <laughs> Literally. Every time, every night. I still am, like, I still am like that. Like, we have a... Sorry, now, I don't know what I'm supposed to say or what I'm not, but I'm going to go with it. I've started it now. Um, We have a small bar in the back of our shed, and, like, it'll just be me and James sitting in on a Friday night, and I will put on Garth Brooks, and I'll start singing along. Um, And again... I'm going to say, this isn't the I'm Garda Shikana podcast, like... In your house, like it's fine. Anne. What's the air code? You'll never find it anyway. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> um, and so, like, yeah. So, came around to 2014. Got my tickets. Was absolutely living my best life. The I think we got the tickets in January. The shows were I don't know later on August, September, maybe. So every single Friday night for those six solid months, every pub I went into, I would hound any DJ, any barman to put on Garth Brooks, um, and. One of my proudest slash, slash most ashamed moments was when I was at a Christmas party and it was quite a ritzy event in quite a nice hotel. It was a casino theme tonight, so we were all done up in our best 
and uh, it, the party was just not going anywhere. And I thought, I know what will fix this. <laughs> <laughs> Understandably, the DJ said, absolutely not a chance. Like, I'm not putting that on. So I said, like, right, the dance, please. Never comes. Fully banned. In a sense of, <laughs> and uh, I gave half an hour and I was like look I'm going to go again I'm going to try one more time and he was like I'm not playing I said it cannot get any worse than it is there's nobody dancing like just give it a shot and uh, I swear to God within 30 seconds full dance floor place absolutely lost the head so that for me was like proof that was the, the indication I needed that Garth Brooks is in fact okay it's okay to like Garth Brooks um, and then I think like hence my hen party breed you were in the car me and my sister blast oh, yeah. books the entire way up the road so like I think for me it's a huge amount of nostalgia like right back from when I was a kid playing with my cousins or doing line dancing lessons after Irish dancing lessons in the hall on a Tuesday night um, up to like really significant events like my wedding like and my hen party and all the rest of it so um, that's why I love it and it's full on cheese you can be sobbing into your pint one moment and like literally standing on the bar the next he is such an all rounder people don't give him enough credit for that and that is why I love Garth Brooks. <laughs> were, were you devastated when 2014 went shite? I was devastated because I had a ticket for one of the shows that was supposed to go ahead that had been licensed. Oh, um, fuck, yeah. <laughs> so I was devastated for that reason. And then I swore a hole in the pot like I'd never go and darken the door if he was playing in the field outside the house. I won't go to yeah. because he's just, he's just money grabbing. Um, but I am fully prepared to queue up for however <laughs> yeah. tickets for September. I just hope I can drag Breed along with me. No, I was saying like, however many people wanted tickets the last time, like I am now in the queue this time for the next go round. So they're going to have to do, five won't be enough this time, I don't think. No. No, and you sure, we just had Paul Quinn on from Verge Media News, like who's been talking to the residents about what's happening now. And Breed was like, yeah, do you know what? I'm, I'm in, I'm sucked in. I think you should do the 10 nights. Fuck he it. was like, just, <laughs> let, just let him stay, it's fine. Yeah, he was like, but you have people pissing on their doorsteps now, so they're not really into it. I was like, do you know what, Paul, you've sold me. <laughs> <laughs> he's like sign me up I'm there I'm there I'm there he's like my kind of crowd <laughs> and you mentioned uh, your dear husband James I have to ask does he like Garth Brooks? Um, oh Breed you no, James what no Jay, this, this is the opposite end of the spectrum to the kind of music James listens to I would oh, say James James like psycho death metal <laughs> like, <laughs> bands with weird bands with like baby word in the name <laughs> crushing fairy head yeah pig scum yeah he likes those kind of bands okay yeah, yeah fair so, enough so. so like in the bar on a Friday night we go from that to like the dance and it's, you know, it's a whirlwind of emotion <laughs> yeah. it really is yeah uh, he tolerates the Fanula that's probably all I could say to be honest because like he tolerates me at this stage it's just part of the package <laughs> I mean, you know yourself. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's your favorite Garth Brooks song? Um, I think Friends in Low Places. I, I or Cheyenne. Yeah. If I'm if I'm in a ba- if I'm in bad form, Cheyenne just to tip me over the edge. But Friends in Low Places, if I'm going. Be- <laughs> <laughs> Cheyenne to tip me over the edge. Oh my god! I don't even know if that's the name, but that's what I call it. I love the Jason Derulo um, cover of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever seen him live? Never, never. Have any of your family? Never. I don't think my family were that into it. It was really me back in 2014 that sort of swept them along for the ride. I don't think they were ever into him first time around. And what are your I'm feelings in here towards oh, Chris Gaines? The beaches of Cheyenne. You were correct. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, almost yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, let's talk Chris Gaines now. Let's talk Chris. What Gaines. are your feelings towards Chris Gaines? Who's Chris Gaines? I don't know. Okay, are, are you at a are you at something where you have access to Google? Sure, if, if Google's still working, who knows? Yeah. Okay. If anyone listening has access to Google right now, I need you to Google Chris Gaines. Mark only told me about this like two weeks ago. It's apparently. Oh, I actually, I had forgotten when you said this, but yeah, we absolutely need to talk about this. This was really Brooks, deranged. Sex addicted alter ego. Apparently yeah. he was like planning on doing a whole movie to explain the backstory of Chris Gaines and all. It was it's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. It's actually it's like, something Sorry, go ahead. No, go on, Anne. No, I was just gonna say it's something that I, I think maybe I chose to to ignore and block, block out. out. You know, yeah. I just want to taint poor Garth. 
The, yeah, this is way more our vibe. Like, this is emo, like, Garth Yeah, Brooks. I fancy Chris Gaines. <laughs> as you said, he was basically, he was created to feature in this movie called The Lamb that never happened um, and kind of hasn't done anything since 1999. He released one album as Gaines, which was in 1999, um, and produced two churning Billboard singles, including the top five pop hit, uh, Lost in You. Sorry. Uh, the must have revolved around Chris Gaines, a fictional rock singer, and his emotionally conflicted life as a musician in the public eye. To create buzz for the project, Brooks took on the identity of Gaines in the October 99 album, which we just said. Like, he was kind of the original Hannah Montana. Like, yeah, yeah. Kind this is of. at the peak, the peak of his fame. He went and was like, I'm going to have an alter ego, an emo alter ego. It says here, in March 2021, Brooks announced that the life of Chris Gaines was to be re-released on multiple platforms. Oh, re-released. I never mind. I thought yeah, he's not adding that previously unreleased songs are also forthcoming. So he was a musical space. guest on Saturday Night Live. Um, he was in Behind the Music, which is the VH1 series. Um, the, uh, although the album made it number two on the Billboard 200, expectations had been higher, and retail stores began heavily discounting their oversupply. Oh, poor emo Garth Brooks. Less than expected <laughs> sales of the album, but it still sold more than two million. And no further developments in the production of the film as a result brought the project to an indefinite hiatus in February 2001 and the Gaines character quickly faded into obscurity. I love the idea of Garth Brooks just being like, I want to do rock, but no one's going to take me seriously. So like, let's do a movie where I'm this other person. And then it's like a couple, a couple of months later and he's like, oh, yeah, I couldn't be bothered. They're going to just <laughs> sack the whole thing off. Like, and people are like, no, like money and the time. He's just like, nah, forget it. Not for Forget me. Forget it. So based on the um, evidence presented here, Anne, do you or do you not think Garth Brooks might be a psychopath? Um, I mean, he's displaying some fairly psychopathic behaviour over the yeah. last number of years, to be fair. Yeah. I think it all, like, the confirmation is going to be over the next couple of weeks or months for me. How's it all going to go? What's his How will you react if, he, if, if it all goes to shit again? How will I react? Personally, I mean, yeah. it'll be, it'll be memory repeat. It'll be, I'm never ever going to listen to him again. I'm going to completely forego Garth Brooks. I, I don't, there is no way, there is no way what that he's going like, to pull out again though, I think. Like I just, what if, what if he's think, a single fact that he's like, watch, watch me fuck with the Irish again. <laughs> mm, watch I, me do yeah. it. He's like a cat, a, a cat and a mouse. A cat and a mouse, yeah. Who knows? Well, that, we'll just have to wait Time and see. Yeah. Time will tell. Yeah. Time will tell. Annie Doily Burney, <laughs> thank you so much for. Uh, uh, I didn't ask Anne how she wanted to be introduced. I just kind of oh, went for it. That's yeah, fine. That's so totally fine. Um, um, thank you so much for joining us on Bandwagons yeah. as our Garth Brooks correspondent. Um, hopefully, we'll have you back. Maybe when we all go, we can absolutely. come back and review the concert. That would be good, I think. I am yeah. absolutely game ball for that. Yeah, thanks so much for having me on, folks. And if tomorrow never comes, something else might Breed, let me ask you this. Yeah. Have you watched the Garth Brooks Netflix documentary or did you know that that existed? Because I did not. I was going to say, does it even exist? Yeah. I don't know what I'm watching this weekend. I'm open to correction on whether it is still available on Irish Netflix, but it did come out, it was June last year. It was uh, The Road I'm On Now. And there was... It was two, it's two episodes, but there's one whole segment in it. It's basically like tracks his rise as a country star and whatever. But there's also a little bit in it about like the Croke Park saga. Uh, I think Ooh. it's an episode two. Um, so you've like Garth's former production manager, John McBride. And he's talking to the camera and he's like, he goes, Croke Park is a neighborhood venue. Three nights a year, you can do something other than soccer. Wow. What's the issue there, Breed? Soccer doesn't even get played in Crowback. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Um, and they, 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 there was like some drunk Honda residents spoke to the Netflix people. Um, one person said, we'll be locked down in our community for five days, which is kind of, I'm taking this from a Love in Dublin article and the author is kind of like, it's eerie if you compare it to the fact that we actually did end up being locked down for more than five days. Um and then, like, it's, I I think, it's only a small bit of the documentary, which is, like, I didn't watch it because 
why would I? Um, but it kind of describes like the scenes around Croke Park with like windows in the houses saying stop the Croke Park madness. Um, the crowds descending on Dublin, like going to the council, trying to beg for them for the concerts to go ahead. You had the now Taoiseach, still Fianna Fáil leader, but then he was only the Fianna Fáil leader, Michal Martin. Uh, he's addressing the doll and he's like, is anybody going to do anything about it? Can it be rescued? Um, and then, to be said for another mass. Uh, Brooks tells viewers that when people say what's the best play to play, I tell them Ireland. It's crazy. I'm in love with that country. That's why it hurts so much. To prove his desperations for the concert to take place, and this we talked about this with Paul, he also says, if the Prime Minister himself wants to talk to me, I will crawl, swim, I will fly over this weekend, uh, sit in front of him, I will drop on my knees and beg for those 400,000 people just to let him to just let him come sing. Why didn't you listen, Enda? It's just like, he just, and this is the thing, you talk about him potentially being a psychopath or whatever, and I mean, he has that song, Ireland, like he plays here, we talked about him and his reactions at concerts or whatever, but there, like, there's this Reddit thread that I found where people talk about like, it was basically, so it was this person, only username left, 92, classic, posted saying, was anyone here at Garth Brooks 1997 uh, Croke Park gig? Um, which I think I said was the same gig that Paul was at. I actually don't think that's right. I think she was at the one when it was in The Point. It's now the Three Arena. Um, anyway, that's not relevant, but just a correction corner because I know she will, she will, facts are facts and she would probably text me. Um, but someone that this person posted was thinking about my late dad who was a massive fan he would always tell me about the 1997 gigs gig how Brooks said many times it was his favourite he ever did Brooks songs are notoriously well protected so I couldn't find anything online went for a route through my dad's old belongings and there in a box was a CD of the live performance whether you love him or hate him the audience participation for unanswered prayers this is a song uh, whoa like nothing I've heard I've since found out that the same live Dublin performance of it is also on Amazon Music if anyone wants to listen uh, but I'm dying to know, was anyone there uh, who can give a first-hand account of what it was like? And then someone was saying, do you remember call cards? You mm. probably don't because we're both child brides, but well, shame everybody does because he's really know, old. Yeah, I worked on a show before and about uh, nostalgic mem- memorabilia and stuff and people, loads of people brought them in. There was, there was Garth Brooks ones of them, so someone was just on the thread talking about them. <laughs> someone commented, I just thought this was funny, said, I was banging meth out of it. Small Ooh. bit of crack too. Great wow. gig. The sound of notes sliding into my wallet. Hans Zimmer played the after party. That guy was on another one. Good for him. Um, But it, sorry, there was other comments where it just kind of went into like who he was and stuff. So this other person commented, Sean McTire wasn't personally added at it. But I know of some people that were and were involved in the crowd surfing and the stories about the hat and uh, about the hat and no touching the jewels or ass are true. I have no idea what that refers to. I'm sure someone will tell us on don't Instagram touch after. Jewels, don't touch his hat. Don't touch his ass. I believe he also still has the tricolour he wears on the album cover. Back in 2007, he did a 14-day run in Kansas City as a comeback. First time he played... Uh, the track more than a memory live. The crowd also sang. The crowd also sang unanswered prayers back to him, but it wasn't like in Croker. In Croker, the crowd sang it. He sang it all, and he sat there. In Kansas, it took them a while to start singing back. If I remember right, there used to be some of the video Kansas video shown on YouTube. Yada yada. yada. Met him around the time of the failed Croker gigs that got cancelled and he was excited for them. Loved the changes to Croker but disappointed the shows couldn't happen. Personally, I blame his ego somewhat. He could have had three gigs. He wanted five. No one had ever done five. Seemed a decent sort of guy. Ensured that everyone present was spoken to and had a photo and autograph. Anytime I've met him, he always has time for his fans no matter what. There's also a story about a show in the US in the 90s, one of the festivals he did and he insisted on staying until every fan that wanted to meet him did and he even ordered a pizza for everyone. Um, this is I thought someone else had said something but maybe that was what I was thinking of it was just like or no sorry this is it there's another really good piece in on RT Daddy it's by Dr. Siobhan Doyle and it's kind of it talks about the headline is the summer Garth Brooks didn't come to town Um, and she talks about like how the reason why country musicians are often so successful is because like they sell an air of like every man, every woman-ness, you know what I mean? That it's kind of like, they're just like you. They just like drinking and fatting and, you know, kissing and dancing and whatever. That it's, you know, in this in a way that's not like, you look at hip hop and that's so aspirational and 
or even pop, like not just hip hop, like where they're talking about money and everything else. And that's not to say, of course, like you'd get that in country music as well. But I think it's less prevalent. Yeah, country uh, music is like my beer, my dog, my truck. Yeah, but I think especially, and maybe not necessarily now, obviously there's been, but definitely his generation of that, like for sure. He was very, very like... accessible. Yeah, he wanted to be seen as an ordinary person. Um, and this was the thing, like that he would stage these like really long autograph signing sessions, these impromptu kind of performances, um, whatever else. Oh, so, so the gig that my mom saw, I have, this is actually included in the article. It was 1994. It was the Point Depot as it was. He did eight nights. Um, drew the largest audience for an event in Dublin since the Pope's visit in 1979 um, and then 1997 was when he came back to Croke Park he did uh, three nights and he also did Friends in Low Places from the Roof of a Minibus in Bray would Woo! love to know if anyone had seen that he did a like a, a kind of again not a documentary but kind of a documentary for NBC in 1998 it was Garth Brooks Ireland and Back and it was like about the concert, buying the scenes, his relationship with his Irish fans kind of brought that to international attention. Then, as we mentioned, he retired in 2001, came back in 2014 and like did come back. He just didn't come back here was the thing mm. um, with all the issues that we mentioned previously. Um, and then this piece kind of goes into, again, like how legitimate his affection is for Irish people, like were his expression sincere and all that, you know, and that question mark that like, you know, I know Anne's joking or whatever. There's, there is an element of humor there, and she's saying she'd go if he did come tomorrow. But at the same time, I have no doubt that there are fans out there who are like, "Fuck no you!" Like, way, yeah. Fuck, absolutely, I'm not going. Like, do you know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know. We will be there. Well, hopefully, we'll be I there. am going to try and get a ticket. I think. Yeah, I just can you imagine? Ticketmaster is just going to be an absolute fucking. If we thought it was bad What's now on? with the mainframe going down, when these tickets go on sale, I think it was going to be too, like, that's it. Game over. That's how is Instagram, how is Instagram WhatsApp still not working? Just plug it back in. That's, like That's, yeah, that was actually, that brings me on. That was one of my mini been, bandwagons. Uh, the mainframe being down? Yeah. Okay. Because it happened earlier. I updated my whole laptop thinking it was just WhatsApp on my laptop. And then a couple of hours realized it was not just me. But uh, it usually comes back very quickly when this happens, doesn't it? Yeah, they're taking the piss now. Come on, Zuck. Come on, Zuckerberg. Yeah. Just plug it back in. Hit the reset button. Um, yeah. Any other mini bandwagons? Yeah, I just had a question, to be honest. Do you, the song Happy Happier Than Ever. Is. Yeah. Is it new? Or why is it everywhere in the last few weeks? Because I know it. I know it hasn't... Ju- I Like, I know it hasn't just been played for the first time because I remember hearing it maybe it's it was in a recent single is it yeah there was a okay. big video for it as well that's how things work I suppose yeah t- generally yeah because I was like if it, like everyone was like oh this song this song this song and I was like I heard this song six months ago whenever we did the Billie Eilish episode I was like I've heard this song on her documentary she, she yeah and she released a snippet of it in the in the initial promotional video when she announced the album it was it's the chorus it, she's singing in the video she's like when I'm away from you I'm happier than ever that bit is in the video anyway it doesn't matter yeah. it was the most song. recent single that's why it was a good song it's, it's a, very a song good. of two halves and I really enjoy it um, and then finally Love on the Spectrum season two is on Netflix and it is ju- I can confirm it is just as good as season one do you watch it Interesting. have you seen it uh, yeah I'd watch season one because I you'd talk me into it I think yeah did we do an episode on it did we talk about I think maybe no. we talked about what it was like kind of def- or yeah well, I think maybe we did no I, th- I think maybe we talked about why it was like potentially like con- or why it had like divided people or whatever um, mm. I think it is it's a, it's a I know there's a lot of these shows like what what of these original and- couples you know what is it a follow-up with any of the original couples or is it all new couples well they're not couples they're singles on the spectrum but that's well sorry that's what i mean are they but do they follow up with any of the ones from yeah they follow up with a good few of them um like yeah most of them and then there's like two characters that were on it not characters people who were on it last year um who were like dating on the show and then it like came out after the show that their families were like yous would have actually gotten on really well if you had dated each other instead of like not having met each other so then for this season they bring them back and they put them on a date together and it's it's just really it's just a really nice show and it's really heartwarming 
Um, and yeah, it's it's one of the best dating shows. It's just so nicely done and like it's just it's just very warm and you get very invested on all the people very easily. Interesting. Um, I have a recommendation and it is, oh, what were you going to? No, go for it. Um, Changes with Annie McManus. It's Annie Mac's podcast. Um, I listened to Jimmy Carr's episode today. There's a dog barking in the background for a lot of it. Not that we're ones to talk about fucking sound or technical issues. That did annoy me. Um, And Jimmy says, but it was one of those podcasts where I was kind of like, I was like, I could find myself talking back, like disagreeing with, but not in a way that I was like annoyed, if that made sense. Mm. But I, and then there's, I went back to like a couple of other episodes. Um, it's good. I just, I, Animac is incredible. I really like her and I really, I, the Katie Price episode is really good. She's just, that woman, I know there's, she's a lot on at the minute. I'm not commenting on that because it's a bit fucking murky or whatever. Um, it's just mental to hear her talk about her life and hear about everything she went through. And it's just like, I don't know how she is alive and I say that very sincerely like it's yeah. it's crazy um, and then there's a good one with the, like someone who won the lottery before it kind of plays as if it's like an ad for the lottery but it's not as far as I can tell but it was interesting it was interesting I just really like Annie Mac anyway um, um, she has Perez Hilton on next week which I'm like but they're good guests anyway. they're good guests but that's what I mean it's like I like Jimmy Carr. He said some things where I was like, what? I was like, that or that. I was like, I wanted to reach into the mic and or in my earphone and be like, shut the fuck up, Jimmy. But I suppose it's kind of a good podcast, right? Isn't it? Kind yeah. of. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. Anyway, that's a recommendation. It's changes um, with Animal Manus. Did you watch Squid Game yet? Squid Game. No, not yet. So Quiva came home from school and was like, I have to watch Squid Game right now because if I don't watch it right now, it's going to be spoiled on me by all the boys in my class. Um, because how are they all watching it like they are too young no every 12 year old in the country seems to be absolutely gripped by this so I watched the first two episodes with her um surely it's not suitable for her age group surely no like there's a lot of like it's she was like it's kind of like the Hunger Games isn't it have you ever played Fall Guys on the PlayStation yeah it's I was like Fall Guys Fall Guys is like cartoony and yeah no Fall Guys is very light and colourful and bubble bubble gum and all this this is like a dark human version of Fall Guys from what I saw okay do you think I'd like it I actually do and I was I do think I'd like it but I I cannot get over that Quiva's fucking age group are watching it like that's TV's too accessible sorry we need to we need to unplug the internet no it was her whole class and then there's like kids I'm working with at the minute and they're about the same age and they're they were like watching on their phones on set and stuff um what was I gonna say I was a bit like put off because I know it's Korean I think and it's dubbed and I just don't really have the concentration for dubbed TV shows usually or movies or anything like that it just doesn't grab me um, but it's dubbed and it's like very, like so well done that you'd actually forget that they're See, not I will speaking English but I know the dubbing I've... and the translations have been dog shit okay yeah that's what I, I was just going to say apparently though apparently the subtitles aren't 100% accurate either so it's like they never are even if you put on TG card the subtitles yeah. aren't 100% accurate yeah. yeah it's hard it's really hard to translate things 100% the way they're meant in another language yeah, as, so, a, as a linguist myself, as a linguist, yeah, Jesus, thanks for, thanks for that, thanks for that uh, insight. Um, that is all from us. Please head to bandwagonspodcast.com to buy tickets for our live shows, which are happening. Oh boy, next month. It is a month away. It is four weeks away. I've put. I've booked off two weeks just to plan for it. Hmm. So well, what that's have you done? <laughs> I should fill you all with all. What have you done? Oh, fuck off. I need to try um, on my outfit. We need to get hats. We do need to get hats, yeah. I need to try on my, my outfit. My outfit person has not even made my back. And I'm... I'm oh, no. Are you stressing money? now, to be honest. I haven't paid anything, like, but... Okay. I said to them, I was like, I need to buy X. And they were like, yeah, that should be fine. I was like, haven't heard any. I might email this week and just be like, are we definitely okay for this? Because... Just referring to the email above... Yeah, I'm gonna have to be one of those people. Um it's following up. Just following up. Um we are at Bandwagons Podcast across all social media. Sign up to our Patreon to get exclusive access to bonus content, including four bonus episodes a month where we just did an off the wagon where we talked about 
true crime, the Gabby Petito case, drag race. We talked about a load of other shit on that. Yeah, one, we didn't did. We? we got into a lot of... I can't remember off the top of my head now, but it was a meaty one. We talked about, I went down around about Jesse Nelson's solo career. Um, yeah. We got a load of new followers in the last, uh, a lot of new patrons, should I say, in the last month. Um, Like a big surge. And welcome. If you are, if you're not in the close friends, please let us know. Yeah. Um, thank you for subscribing. What's this crack with the survey? Or are you happy enough with the results we have? No, we have barely any results, so I will be coming. Just the page when you get the email, you'll know. But again, thanks to anyone who did submit before it went fucked up, and sorry to anyone who did have difficulty. Your opinions do matter to us. Um, I just need We're to figure out how to, how to fucking work at Google Forms. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, but only if it's nice. Follow us on Spotify to keep up to date with all the latest episodes, and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Yay, goodbye.